2: And empowerment.
0: As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and in godly things.
1: If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
0: Erin addison
1: On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh Sherry B, mm-hmm. excuse me. And J Macro on tap, helpfulness, navigate the show. Man, I'm having a hard time with my voice. It's been like this all day. I'm going right. to do my best to get through the program. Um, you still sound good. <laughs> because you have to say that. You kind of have to say that. And I appreciate you. Nah, nah. Um, But I want to give everybody <clears throat> fair warning that this is what I've been battling with today. And so anyways, um, but we will continue and we'll get through because there's there's important content that we need to bring to our listeners and um And we will do that. Our guest in this segment, and I want to make sure that we have as much time as we can, uh, is Cheryl Peoples, who is a personal friend of ours and an activist, a fighter, uh, a mom and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, a wife and a mom and and a follower of the (laughs) Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, should have reversed those orders there. Um, But Cheryl joins us today to talk about something that is happening this weekend in uh, the state of Mississippi and what um, Mississippians have been doing for quite some time. I think the efforts have expanded in our state because uh, not only do we see in the state of Mississippi, but all across this country, Mm -hmm. I think more and more people are observing and some people experiencing firsthand that the rights we thought we had in this country are Hmm. slowly being rolled back. And uh, what, you know, an unbelievable place to be where we're having conversations that we never thought we would have. Um, For example, you know, (laughs) do we have the right to decide what gets injected into our bodies right do we have something called medical freedom and i want to talk about that with cheryl cheryl by the way is the statewide regional director of mississippi parents for vaccine rights and she also serves as vice president of mississippi patriots for vaccine rights and medical freedom hmm. and so we will talk about that cheryl how are you hello my friends i'm doing wonderful <laughs> thank you so much for the opportunity Absolutely. You are so gracious uh, with all the confusion that goes into live radio. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, We appreciate it. We're glad to have you on. First of all, what's the difference between these two organizations?
3: Okay, so Mississippi Parents for Vaccine Rights was organized in 2012, and it is our 501c3 charity Mm -hmm. that we've used to grow a large base and champion our vaccine rights legislation every year. We believe that the parents and not the government are the final authority in our children's health care. So we have a basic right to informed voluntary consent. Mm -hmm. So that is that organization. But it became apparent um, several years ago that we needed to affect elections. So Mm -hmm. we formed a PAC, a Political Action Committee, for those who don't know what a PAC is, Mm -hmm. just to put teeth behind what we were doing. Mm -hmm. So we support and promote medical freedom. We raise funds through the PAC to support campaigns of people who support our mission, but also just as important to unseat those who don't. So, that, <laughs> yes. so the PAC, yeah, <laughs> important. So the PAC is the Mississippi Patriots for Vaccine Rights and Medical Freedom, and that's the organization that's hosting the rally.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the rally um, that's happening. Give us some just sort of the um, the the nitty gritty of it. When is it happening? Um, If people want to be a part of it, how can they learn more?
3: Okay, so this is going to be an amazing, fun filled family event because all of our events are family events always have a lot of children there. It's going to be in downtown Jackson. We're going to have music and food um, an inflatable for kids, amazing speakers. And it's this Saturday, the 9th, and it's going to be from 10 to 4. And it's going to be at the Sillers Pedestrian Mall. Now, that is in downtown Jackson, and it's a grassy area between the Supreme Court building and the Sillers Office building just across from the state capitol on High Street. Okay. And um, – People can go to, I'll tell you the website, rally4medicalfreedom.com, and they can go there and register. It's free. There's no cost for all of this. We've already had over 1,000 people register for this event. Mm, wow.
1: Wonderful. That is excellent. Well, I think people understand yeah. the importance of it. And <laughs> and just yeah. in case there's somebody listening who doesn't understand the impact of of a rally, of people gathering uh, with a common interest and in, mm-hmm. in voicing their opinions, talk a little bit about the importance of this day, uh, Cheryl. Who are some of the scheduled guests, and what, what can those who are planning to attend expect?
3: Okay. Well, uh, I'll give you just a brief part of the schedule. We're going to start about 930 registering people with live, we'll have live music. We're going to do a prayer walk around the Capitol. We mm-hmm. think it's very important to pray for our legislators mm-hmm. and our state. Um, then we're going to come back to the event site and there'll be more music and say the pledge. And um, so the first person we've got speaking is our commissioner of agriculture, Andy Gibson, a wonderful patriot, man of God, and he's going to speak and pray and lead us into lunchtime. Mm -hmm. So um, people can bring their blankets and their chairs and a picnic lunch, though we will have lunch provided um, that you can purchase if you want to. And then the other speakers we have, um, we have Kevin Jenkins. Mm -hmm. He's um, a lifelong champion for human rights in the black community hes um, I consider him a truth warrior. He's a very sought-after speaker, very dynamic. We have Dr. Duke Pesta. He is going to speak on critical race theory. He's actually speaking that night um, at an event in Flora at Tri-County Academy called uh, Not on Our Watch Conference. Hmm. So he'll be speaking that night, too. And then we mm-hmm. have Tammy Clark. She's with OSHA, and she is an expert hmm. on PPE. Uh, she's also a federal OSHA whistleblower. Wow. Mm. So wow. she's gonna. Yeah, she's from Michigan. She's flying in from Michigan. Wow. And then we have Dale Bigtree. So mm-hmm. he's our keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. I know y'all know who he is. Mm-hmm. So he uh, produced the documentary Vaxxed from mm-hmm. Cover Up to Catastrophe. And now he has a weekly show at thehighwire.com. Mm. And they have over... Um, million viewers worldwide every single week. He travels all over the world speaking. Um, He has a nonprofit, Informed Consent Action Network, too. But anyway, he has been a wonderful friend to us in Mississippi. He's spoken um, at many of our rallies. He has gone and spoke to our legislators when we're Mm -hmm. at the Capitol during session, and he made time out of a very busy schedule to come and inspire people. So he will do just that. So it is not something you want to miss.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. No, I can I can vouch for that. Uh, let me just uh, <laughs> leave with this, though, Cheryl, because I'm going to make sure that we give the website for people who are listening. Um, a lot of people are disheartened right now when we look at what's going on in our country. I think people are just kind of stunned. Um, You know, the question of whether or not parents have the right to decide what gets injected into their children, um, man, I think that this has been a debate that for some reason, and I would say because we have a media that controls what we think, or what we think about, um, this has been controversial when this should be very basic, but now this has expanded that it's not parents, uh, declaring that they have the right to decide what gets injected into their children, but their own bodies. So just, if you could leave us with, um, just a word of encouragement here, why are rallies like this so important? What kind of message does this send to an onlooking culture?
3: We want to encourage people. I think there's a lot of people out there right now with these mandates that feel alone, and they feel scared. Um, Mm -hmm. They're scared of losing their jobs, Mm -hmm. and we want them to know you are not alone. Mm -hmm. We are not few. They want us to think we are, but Mm -hmm. we're not. We are many, so just turn off the mainstream media. Don't listen to them. Come to our rally on Saturday and be inspired to know that you're not alone. There will be a thousand people there. Are, we have so many healthcare professionals mm-hmm. that have joined our organization every single time that the government and our state health department overstep. Our organization grows. Come on,
1: man, that is yeah. incredible. That and let yes. me just say something too, Cheryl, because that is so important for people to understand. I think a part of the hoax, this national hoax that we have observed is that it's 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 the crazies and the kooks who are concerned. But no, we are talking about members of the medical community. We're talking about PhDs yes. and nurses who are upset, who are saying, Man, we have the right to inform consent. This is not um, you know, black helicopters all around. No, this is these are people who are well-researched in their fields who are asking questions that really demand answers.
3: Yes, and people in in Mississippi need to know that there was a bill on the table in the legislature last year that would prohibit employers from requiring the COVID-19 vaccination, Mm -hmm. and our Speaker of the House killed that bill. Mm -hmm. He let it die in committee. And Mm -hmm. then he goes on to say that um he made a comment that there's this third group of people thinking that they have rights and liberties mm. who don't want to have a ma- vaccine mandated, and that we're the problem wow, well, wow. our rights don't come from speaker gun, our rights come from god and amen that's not the problem he's the problem that's yeah. right and I think that you know we need we need we need to be bold, like you said on your show on Tuesday, you know that was amazing that mm. the more um the more we become le- well, we become less free, we yeah. need to be more brave. That's, that's right. what we're seeing right now across this state. And I'm so happy to see it.
1: Oh, Cheryl, thank awesome. you so much for jumping on and talk to us thank about you. what's happening this weekend in Mississippi. I hope that not only um, does it encourage people in Mississippi, but to our listeners all across this country, that maybe the wheels kind of start spinning a little bit where the questions are being asked, man, what can we do in our local areas? Like what, mm. what can we do that we don't just lie down and watch our freedoms be eroded in this country, that we do stand up, that we do call upon the Lord to uh, empower us and to strengthen us, to be brave uh, for his glory. Let me give the website again. It's rallyformedicalfreedom.com. rally for medical rally for, for medicalfreedom.com. And I want to encourage you to check that out. When you go to the website, you'll see all the speakers, you can register, you can participate, you can bring your kids out so they can have an upfront seat and watch you, um, you know, (laughs) fulfilling your civic duty, right? (laughs) To go out and be a part of what's happening. So anyway, Cheryl, thank you so much. I appreciate you jumping on.
3: Thank you. And we're very grateful for your support. Thank you. God
1: bless you. Man, Will the Great. Look, right. I you know, I think that this is just one of those things. We've participated in the rally at least a couple times. We've mm-hmm. gone to our state capitol um, to be a part of what's going on. We couldn't make it this weekend, yeah. uh, unfortunately for us, else we would have been there. Mm-hmm. But these are the moments where you... You talk about what's going on, but then you actually participate yeah. in what's going on. When people are emboldened and people stand up, yeah. you don't take a step back from them. You lean in with them.
0: You lean and, in. And
1: you say, we're with you.
0: You lean in with them. And we see that, you know, there, there are people in our government who has a problem with the leaning in, you know, yeah. and so, <laughs> and we'll talk about <laughs> oh, that. But yes, this, we is, will. this is what we should do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I said again, we are experiencing a change in this country. And I always wonder, so during the change, what do you do? Well, mm, one of the good. things you do, you speak out, you, you go to these rallies, you make your voices heard, you know, um, you, you have backbone and you say this is not all right with me. You mm-hmm. know, people are not going to like that. But man, this is this is something that we have the right to do. And so I'm that's happy right. like Cheryl is happy that people mm-hmm. are really getting uh, ignited uh, to be a part of what's going on.
1: Absolutely. Today, you know, we are asking the question, and this kind of ties into our conversation with Cheryl, but we're asking the question, um, are they your children? Mm. That's the question. Are they your children? I mean, when we talk about um, some of the basic understanding that we would have once all enjoyed in this country, it was that parents have a responsibility to their children mm-hmm. because they are their children. Right. Um, they are the final authority as far as their children are concerned, Mm -hmm. um, they are your children. But I think we have to ask this question because increasingly what we see is that the parent has been reduced um, I guess to only meeting the practical felt needs mm-hmm. of the kid, yeah. not providing any type of oversight or direction or being able to pass on to that kid. Um, their deeply held religious beliefs. No, mm-hmm. it's just, you feed them, you clothe them, give them a roof over their heads, but everything else will take it from there. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm saying, no, 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 not so. And, and we've been saying this for a while, but I right. think what is happening here uh, in the last few weeks is, is that what we are seeing um, unashamedly that there are people in positions of power who don't believe you have the right to parent your kid, that God has not given you that responsibility. In fact, mm. many parents being treated like that is something that you've tried to grab from the government. Hmm. You are taking responsibility from the government <laughs> and trying to parent your kids. Man, so they are crazy? looking to curtail <laughs> that they're saying, oh, no, you won't. Those kids are ours. <laughs> And so the government's fighting. But what do parents have to do who really have the right to the children? Mm. You better fight. That's right. Are they your children? All right. We'll grab this break and we'll be right back. My Are they your children? That's the question that we are asking today. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a God-given responsibility to this, to these children? Yeah. Um, is there something that God expects of us as it pertains to our children? Um, what's chief among those things? Uh, obviously, for us, it is uh, transferring to our children the knowledge of who God is. Yeah. I mean, you look from Old Testament to New Testament— First and foremost, this is what parents were to entrust to their children. This is mm-hmm. this was what was entrusted to parents, the knowledge of who God is, and that was to be entrusted to their children. It was it was to be passed down to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately, we in America mm-hmm. are living in a time that mm-hmm. overwhelmingly says, "No, they're not your children." Right. And furthermore, um we don't want you messing them up with your religious conviction.
0: And I think this is why we have to look At these issues through spiritual eyes. Yes. There's a sinister attack going on. So, when you see an attack on our children Mm -hmm. and wanting to like indoctrinate them and get them to think certain ways and to resist authority, Mm
3: -hmm. when you
0: see the attack on marriage, like all these things, if you go beyond the people who are carrying out these things, we can see that the enemy is behind it. And Mm -hmm. so, for the believer, that should make us more, you know, uh, ready to fight against that and to do what we're supposed to do as Christians
1: unapologetically. I, I, that, and that's the thing that I, you know, I, I can't understand why people keep asking permission to do what God has already told them to do. Like why do you keep apologizing and giving all of these disclaimers for just doing the very basic things that God has called you to do? Now, look, this, we are, it becomes um, very clear Okay, and and we've got a clip that we want to play for you. You got to hear it. Uh, It becomes very clear that you are a nuisance to the government Mm. as far as your children um, are concerned. Right. You are a bother to the government. So our federal government and local governments will do whatever they can Mm -hmm. to keep you out of their way. Right. They have (laughs) an agenda. They have a direction they want to go in with your children. Right. And so they will do everything within their power Mm. to keep you out of their way. Mm -hmm. Well, what has been happening recently is that parents have been saying, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) These are our kids. Exactly. Uh, So we're not going to stand down. Right. We're not going to back off. Right. And so we see uh, the threat just kind of ramping up. I say kind of, but absolutely ramping up against kids who are against parents who dare uh, stand between the government and their kids. Mm -hmm. I want you to hear a clip here. Um, This is from last Tuesday the gubernatorial debate in Virginia. Um, <laughs> Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Yonkin are in a debate. And I want to set up the question for you. Um, you'll hear it's going to start. The first voice that you will hear is Glenn Youngkin, uh, the Republican who is running for governor. Uh, you'll hear him responding, but he starts off kind of the tail end of another thought um, because of a previous question. And the question that they that they were asked was, should protections for transgender students be statewide or determined locally? Well, the response to that, that you're not going to hear and which, by the way, we will put these links in the show so you can watch the entire debate. You can watch all of it, not just the snip, the snippet that you hear uh, on Aaron, the Addisons. But Terry McAuliffe actually begins uh, by talking about, no, we want to work with the state and with local governments or, you know, and and. um. Yeah, we want to work statewide, and then also we want to work locally is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. But then he begins to attack uh, Glenn Yonkin, saying that Glenn Yonkin doesn't understand what's at stake. He doesn't understand mm-hmm. the rights that parents have. And then Glenn Yonkin kind of goes to his own defense. And we're going to pick up right now. This is the voice of the Republican candidate, Glenn Yonkin.
3: Now, with regard to our kids in schools, we are called to love everyone, to love everyone And I agree with your conclusion, Terry, that we should let local school districts actually make these decisions. But we must ask them to include concepts of safety and privacy and respect in the discussion, and we must demand that they include parents in this dialogue. What we've seen over the course of the last 20 months is our school systems refusing to engage with parents. In fact, in Fairfax County this past week, We watched parents so upset because there was such sexually explicit material in the library they had never seen. It was shocking. And, in fact, you vetoed the bill that would have informed parents that they were there. You believe school systems should tell children what to do. I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. Mr. McAuliffe, 30 30 seconds.
2: So, first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia, but it was not. The parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledgeable about it, also take them off the shelves, and I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So... Yeah, I've stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. But, you know, I get really tired of everybody running down teachers. I, I love, love our teachers. And what they have done through COVID, home. these are real heroes that deserve our respect. Right. And you keep running. Oh, oh down. that's a smokescreen. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a straw
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> look at that quick pivot yeah. to
0: the bravery of teachers. But wait. But look what he said before that. Uh, that right. Parents no. should have no, no interaction. <laughs> they shouldn't have any say about what's being taught. <laughs> Where'd they do that at? I'm That's not, not going to uh, let parents America? come
1: into schools and actually take books on, out man. and make their own decisions. I don't come think on, parents man. should be telling schools what they should teach. So the problem here, the problem here, is that parents have the audacity to care about what their kids are learning. Right. And the problem here is that that audacity has produced action. And the problem here is that that action is that the parents are showing up, they're going down to these local school mm-hmm. board meetings, and they're voicing their displeasure. Right. And so the problem is now that these people are um, homegrown terrorists.
0: Come on, man. It's so silly.
1: These people silly. have become a threat to our peace and tranquility. Guys, can I please remind you, of the summer of our chaos. All right. Where we, where we talk, we called it peaceful protest. <laughs> we, oh man. we have people reporting in front of burning buildings, right? calling it peaceful, pro, mostly peaceful protest. Like really? But, but you, but you got parents who come down to the school board and say the kinds of things that our kids are being taught in school would embarrass you. I remember seeing one video where there was a parent who goes, no, you listen. I'm going to read to you what's being <laughs> taught in the sexual education curricula mm. in this school. I'm going to read it to you. And they're like, no, that's enough. No, 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 you listen. Hmm. Because if this can be taught to a 12-year-old, then you should have to listen but to see it. That,
0: no, 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 you listen. That's violence. That, that you know, that's, well, ho, is they're getting, violence. they're getting amped up. We don't know what they're going to do. Like, listen. really? Listen.
1: So so here we go and and this is a story this obviously as it's making its rounds you know this falls in squarely into the category of uh yeah the addison's care. Right. All right. Uh <laughs> yeah we we want in. We want in on the commentary, right? Um the US Justice Department is launching an effort to combat a spike. This is a time story. This is a time time story. Do they still call themselves Time Magazine? I don't know. I I anyway. These
0: outlets are, you know. Okay. Yeah.
1: The U.S. Justice Department is launching an effort to combat a spike in harassment and violent threats against school board members and teachers, calling it a, quote, unquote, disturbing trend.
0: Oh, you mothers coming down there and (laughs) worrying about your kids. What?
1: The disturbing trend. You know what it is? Classically called activism. Right. It's classically called preserving the rights and freedoms that you have in this country. It's called American Right, A disturbing trend, people have the nerve to American. I cannot, <laughs> I can't believe these people show up to American, mm-hmm. right? So this is a disturbing trend. Uh, Republican leaders this time, article goes on, Republican leaders are denouncing the move as an attempt to silence parents amid debates over mask mandates and social justice issues. Well, yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> if If you label someone a terrorist or a threat to homeland security because they show up to protect their children... Mm. Um, what is it other than silencing parents? Mm-hmm. Like what you what you are squarely doing is saying, speak out and you will face punishment from the government. Mm-hmm. Like how, how, well, that um, sounds like. how much more of a bully can you be mm-hmm. to tell parents that, you know what, it's not enough for us to just intimidate you guys on social media. It's not enough for us to shut you down when you show up uh, to to talk. You know, to, it's it's not enough. now we need the full weight of the federal government, mm-hmm. the full weight of the federal government. Attorney General Merrick Garland, quote, while spirited debate about policy matters is protected under our Constitution. <clears throat> excuse me that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views in quote <laughs> now what what are the threats of violence uh, so so in this time article they give a few um instances of the threats of violence. Okay. Okay. So in Worthington, Ohio in September, there was a school board member named, uh, named Nikki Hudson, who shared an angry letter that she received over the mask policies and diversity initiatives, quote unquote in the (laughs) district. And this was taken from the letter that the school board member received. You have become our enemies and you will be removed one way or the other. (laughs) Wait, what do you think that means? Garland? Like, what, what do you guys what, what do you guys think that means? Because when I hear you will be removed one way or another, I think, OK, we either demand that you resign, that you step down from your position mm-hmm. or we're going to run against you.
0: Right. You're not going to have that seat you anymore. You will not be
1: reelected. Like what why, why yeah, all of a sudden but yeah, did he, that comment become Uzi packed
0: yeah right he's taking that to they taking it to another level they're like ooh you, you heard that they're trying to get rid of people like
1: But you know these things have a way of slowly building over time Will the great, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and how do they build over time? Because what first you have to recondition people. And if you tell people that speech is violence, Mm -hmm. like if you tell people that disagreement is violence, Mm -hmm. that, you know, that you feel attacked, that, that it is actually, um, the equivalent of being physically harmed, then you start to recondition the way people think about debate. And that's what we've done in this country. So if you have parents showing up who are saying, I will not put a mask on my child who are saying I'm not going to put a mask, you know, and, and, and on myself here mm-hmm. to address you, that becomes violence. I feel unsafe. I feel threatened. Right. But what you have done first and foremost is you've laid the groundwork for compliance. And that's what this is Man. all about.
0: And, and so, this so is, for the parents, I would say, you know, keep speaking like this is not the time. Right. To, to just yes. to say, OK, well, they're, they're bringing down the hammer. You know, we, we got to pull back. I would say, keep speaking, keep speaking, keep being passionate, keep, keep showing protecting up. your children, like keep going, you know, these are your children, the-
1: these are your kids contrary to the ways that we have been conditioned in this country man we've been conditioned you can't do this you can't you know your kid must participate in this you can't remove your kid from the day of silence happening in public schools all Mm. across the country your kid has to participate in this uh, assembly program we won't notify you that we're going to be teaching them this we just will let you know after the fact your kid participated in this you don't you you don't have the right to parent your kid if your kid is in a K-12 school in America seems to be the message yeah. that is coming from those in positions of authority. Yeah. Your kids are not your kids. Yeah. Your kids belong to us. We give them back to you for a few hours uh, on the weekdays and then you can have them for the weekend.
0: Right. You buy their clothes, you you feed them, you know, make sure they have a house and you know a roof over their heads. But as far as their minds and what they believe and think, we own them. That's us. And think about we, it. We and why?
1: That. Why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't you want parents to have any say so over what their kids are being taught in public school, except that you believe that you own those kids and mm-hmm. you can't run the risk of a competing viewpoint,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? If you think, if you think that you own the kids, when the kid is dropped off on your on your um your grounds, mm-hmm. right on your property, the kids are dropped off, mm-hmm. and you believe that you own those kids, why would you risk? Messing up what you ultimately are trying to do, right. which is indoctrinate these kids with your beliefs and convictions, with with your set of beliefs, your system of beliefs. And 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 then the parents become an, a nuisance. They are an annoyance to this, like we've got to get the parents out of the way. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do that than to to send sheer fear up the spines of parents by saying you'll have the full force of the federal government come to bear on any activism that you engage in. Yeah. You show up for your kid, we will show up for you. This is the bully
0: yeah.
1: that is our federal government today. And why? But But the question has to be always for us, how did we get here? Because we didn't get here overnight.
0: That's
1: right. This is not something that happened just yesterday. That's right. This has slowly been happening mm-hmm. over generations. And how has it been happening? It's been happening because people have believed that they don't have certain rights that they do have. It's been happening because people have moved away from their God-given responsibility. Do you understand? Do you understand that what we are facing now um, in terms of being called domestic terrorists, all right, because, <laughs> because we show up for our kids, do you understand that there's no way that we would even be touched or even affected in the slightest by this type of uh, move? if we understood that God had entrusted our children to us.
3: Mm.
1: So what, what does that mean? And and let me be very clear here. Even if you are taking your kid to a school at which you are not teaching a school that you don't run, but if you have given over the perception that you thought you have given up your parental rights, then you have added to this problem. Mm. You've added to this problem because this is how it builds. Well, we tell you, what your kid can and cannot do. You ask us and we'll let you know if it's okay. You don't like that we're teaching common core. We don't care. (laughs) I mean, we will teach your kids what we want them to know. And you heard it from Terry McAuliffe's own mouth. We dare not entrust these parents to make decisions about their kids education. Guys, if, if the hand is not revealed at this point,
0: I don't know. It's, it's clear.
1: I don't know how much more revelation it, it, we it, need.
0: It's clear. It's clear. Like, this is not black helicopter stuff. This is not, yeah. you know, uh, tinfoil hat stuff. This is stuff that's happening. You can see it clearly. So, you know, and it, and it's sad that it has to take getting to this point mm-hmm. for that to be activism. But man, I'm glad people are waking up.
1: Man, I, re- I remember, um, maybe we have to get to this on the other side of the break, but I remember having this, um, this attack levied against Christians and conservatives uh, several years back mm. being called domestic terrorists. They were yep. the ones who homeschool their kids. They're <laughs> yep. the ones who are active in their churches. Oh, wait. Yeah, <laughs> really? Wow. So not the people like blowing up themselves and others. Hmm. Not those people. All right. We got to grab the break. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Now, Garland sent a memo on Monday directing the FBI and U.S. attorney's offices to meet with federal, state, and local leaders to address the issue of, you know, the parents showing up violence. That's the what Leviathan it's called. The, the Leviathan moms. The Leviathan. That creature. Those shirts, man. scared. Oh, remember scared. the battle. Like, you won't do it again. Shirt? That's what it is. He was like, the Leviathan moms.
0: I'm like, what is that the on that shirt? The fierce
1: creature showed up, <laughs> and um, the fear... That was uh, evoked in people uh, just look we can't have any of that now interestingly enough let me let me ask a question mm-hmm. so what tends to what tends to really drive um, these kinds of uh, moves in our culture it's control right yeah mm-hmm. it's it's that we have an ideological end mm-hmm. there's a place that we're going yes. um, is is there ever like money attached to the strong arm? of the government or people in positions of power. Would that be like one of those components? Yes. Um, yes. If only there were like something attached to Merrick Garland's move to threaten Hmm. parents um, and preserve what is being taught in schools. If only there were might be maybe kind of like sort of possibly (laughs) a financial connection um, then that would just make this even juicier, right?
0: <laughs>
1: we got you. here we go. Here's the story. This is from The Daily Mail, uh, and I'm not making it up. All of the links will be all of the links will be in the podcast so that you can read it for yourself. Attorney General Garland's daughter is married to founder of Education group, um, a group that promotes critical race theory.
3: <laughs> well. Rebecca
1: Garland, Rebecca Garland, the daughter of Attorney General Merrick Garland. Okay, she is married to a man named Zan Tanner, who is the founder and CEO of a group called Panorama Education, was founded back in 2018. This company partners with schools on a number of data tools, including surveys that gauge students emotional and mental Mm well-being. According to one activist parents group, Parents Defending Education, henceforth referred to as PDE. All right. (laughs) They now accuse Garland of a conflict of interest. Well,
0: well, I yeah. Mean, it sound like a <laughs> giveaway. damn <I> mean, <laughs> giveaway. Charles, <laughs> thank you very much. Give giveaway.
1: You know, it's it's almost like you could you could hear, um, like you just you know, it's like a Hunter Biden, anyone? <laughs> we don't care. We don't care. Man. Like no, like no. So here is the information so that you can know, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, the question is then then what happens, right? Will Will Merrick Garland come back and and then say, hey? Uh, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I probably shouldn't weigh in on Come this. Come on, man. Probably like, shouldn't really? have, you know, issued this.
0: <laughs> this he's he's ignoring that. Um, I mean, that, yeah, th- absolutely. This story that didn't even happen. Like, what? What are y'all talking about? So this group, I don't, group, panor-
1: I, don't ha- I don't even have a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> me,
0: I mean, look, yeah. What, man, what are y'all talking about?
1: This. It's the response. Like when you're when you're caught, you're like, man, what day it is? <laughs> you know, you just. I'm All sorry. Right. What 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 did y'all say? Come on, man. Um, panorama education. Um this company that was co-founded by the husband of Rebecca Garland, Merrick Garland's daughter, all right? Uh is financially backed by Mark Zuckerberg.
0: Ah, man. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's it. like that's come nothing.
1: on. There's <laughs> nothing guys. It's a twinkie thing. Come the on imp- me? The emperor does have on clothes. <laughs> there is nothing to see here, right? And this organization, apparently, let me scroll down in the story here because there's some uh there's some monies numbers mm. uh some monies <laughs> uh so uh, apparently Montice. panorama hmm mm-hmm. panorama um would would re- be on the receiving end of seventy eight point eight million dollars toward ensuring that schools are welcoming and culturally- re- culturally responsive to all students and families mm. wait so panorama oh, wow. is getting monies moneys i like to say monies, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> getting monies to um to ensure that schools meet certain requirements
0: so we that they are welcoming so we got the these mamas down like these mamas can't be coming to these school board meetings and because if if, if, all this if these fuss.
1: schools if if this is shut down then we have no need for panorama to ensure that this happens well you might be wondering at this point what kind of stuff does panorama do well panorama ding dong puts together <laughs> puts together uh questionnaires for 12 year olds And some of those questions here, revealed by this parent's organization, um, asking 12 year olds, what is your gender? And it's a multiple choice. They get to choose whatever they want male, Mm -hmm. female, transgender male, transgender female, gender queer, or gender fluid questioning. My, ad- my identity is not listed. Prefer not to answer. Wow. Uh, do you identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual? I have to be very careful with this next one. It's aromantic, but it looks like aromatic. <laughs> so I had to be careful. a like, aromantic? aromantic? What is that? I mean, I don't know. Romantic but I'd think like, I think of oh. Jasmine Rice. I think of Jasmine Rice, but I think it's because I'm thinking of aromatic. <laughs> I don't know. Aromantic. So, But this, is again, question that is asked. Of twelve-year-olds, are you asexual? Are you questioning? This is the kind of questionnaire that comes from this organization, the Panorama Mm. Organization, which, by the way, is co-founded by Merrick Garland's daughter Rebecca's husband, Zan. Guys, it's like Days of Our Lives. Like it's like it's it's a. I mean, it is. You know, tune in tomorrow to find out (laughs) if anybody cares that our kids really are put up to the highest bidder. Like why, mm. why, why does, and, and this is interesting and you got to read this Daily Mail um, article. I think it, it it's a fascinating article here because the questions that are raised as far as why Mark Zuckerberg would care about kids and their emotional state and how they identify and whether or not this becomes um, huge attempts to mine data from our kids. Mm. Because after all, when they're here, not their family, when they're here, they're ours. Mm. We own them. Mm. They are not your kids. Guys, this is incredibly alarming. But this is the country that we're living in right now. And again, as we said earlier in the week, when you have less freedom, you need more bravery. Yeah. So the moms don't need to pull back. The dads, dads don't need to pull back. Man, we got an email today from a fired up
2: <laughs> Christian right
1: brother. He was right on, man. And he he was just like, where are the fathers? Mm. He said, Where are the fathers? I'm gonna paraphrase him here. He said, They're all at home playing video games and watching porn. He said, Why is it that you see majority moms out here lamenting what's happening to their children? Where are the dads? He was calling on all the dads to stand up, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. I'm gonna open the phone lines 888 589 8840. Are they your children? Are they your children? Right? Like, that's the question.
0: Yeah.
1: 888 589 8840. Not only do you have um, a gubernatorial candidate revealing that, man, there's no way we want parents to have an influence over what their kids are learning. Man, y'all got to be out of your mind. That's
0: amazing to me that that really like he said that, (laughs) like on the stage of a debate, like that's wild in my mind. It's almost like you expect him
1: to be like, oh, hot mic, hot mic. No, that's what you wanted to say. You were asked a question straightforwardly. You were asked a question and you gave your sincere answer. You gave your that that is but that is the position of liberals in our country. That is the position of liberals in our culture, that your children do not belong to you, that they are, though cared for you mm, for all intents and purposes, wards of the state. Mm. They belong to the state.
0: Mm.
1: We we are going to pass on to them our values, our beliefs and our convictions. And I'm going to tell you something. One of the one of the more uh, one of the more startling things for me is to observe that our current public school system is producing kids who are afraid to think independently, Yeah, who don't know how to stand up and say what is right and what is wrong. When you recondition a kid, that there are some basic things that present themselves as obvious, but then you tell that kid that the kid can't acknowledge it, that they've got to pretend that they didn't see that mm. guys. You are creating a type of zombie in our culture, a type of mindless um, individual, incapable, or unable, or unwilling to think, to process, mm-hmm. and to communicate in culture. And every kid, think about it, man, over 90%, at least of Christian kids, are being baptized in this. They've got to pass yeah. through that bottleneck. You've got to go through that small opening, so therefore we know that you've learned all of this information and then can move freely about the cockpit that we wow. call America wow. or, or or what's left of it. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the great, where are we going first?
0: All right, let's go to uh, Linda in Tennessee. Hi Linda.
3: Hello. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I have I have a comment for you and i I'm, I'm a grandmother, but it's one of those that I remember vividly. And I think a lot of a lot of the problems started. Number one, when they took the Ten Commandments out of school. Mm. and secondly, when they when they took away the paddling. I mean, Mm. if a a child got out of line, (laughs) they went to the principal's office and got his paddling and went back to class. I
0: mean, I I remember that.
3: I got I got paddled. I got paddled (laughs) at home. I got paddled Mm -hmm. at school.
0: It straightened me out. Yeah. So I Listen, mean,
3: a lot of that.
1: <laughs> they don't do that no more. You are No, right. Linda, right. I had a I had a conversation with our kids. Um, I don't know if it was this week or if it was the end of last week. So I'll just say the other day had a conversation <laughs> with the kids about you used to be uh, you know, spanked in school. Like if you if you disobeyed mm-hmm. and, and, and our kids were like, oh, that's awful. That's horrible. <laughs> and then they said, were you ever spanked, mom? and i said actually yes yes i was i said i got my hands spanked and they were like what did you do now look i could stand up and give my testimony and say that i i didn't deserve it but the fact of the matter is that that i that i did get my hands spanked i was taking a standardized test i'll never forget it i was in kindergarten five years old i was taking a standardized test (laughs) And if you remember back in the day, you know, they have these big stop signs on the paper. You open it up and you do this one section (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you come to the stop sign and you stop. And what happened? Mika ran through that stop sign. (laughs) I went to the next. The training you, when you start driving,
0: you (laughs) obey these stop signs.
1: And I'll never forget that question Did you go to the next section? Yes, ma'am. Come here, (laughs) hold out your hand.
3: What? I like, can hold out my
1: hand. I didn't say that. I was five. I got my hand spanked. Um, but I'll tell you what didn't happen the next time I took a standardized test. Mm-hmm. I didn't go through the stop sign.
0: <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) I
1: did not go through the stop sign. Mm. No, but can I say this though, Linda, you're making a grand point. I want to say that our homes actually parallel the crisis that you just mentioned in our schools. Mm. I think the question is also do we have the 10 commandments in our homes and Mm. are there spankings or paddlings in our homes? That's a good question. And that's something for us to ponder, you know, because we look at what's going on in a public school system and that, yeah, that is true. And that's unfortunate. But I think the bigger question is do those things that you just mentioned remain in our homes do we have a biblical conviction about what god expects for us with the rearing of our children will the great back to the phone lines where do we go
0: all right let's go to linda in texas hi linda
2: hi i'm so glad you took my call and one little little note is that you know you say that you're will the great uh, well, I'm sorry. You're Will the Great, too. My husband is Will, and he's Will the Great
0: <laughs> One. He's a lot more than well, you. Know, I don't call um, myself that, but anyway. you know, I understand. That's good.
2: Oh, I know. Your wife does. <laughs> Your wife does. Uh, but anyway, just to make this really quick, um, mm-hmm. I'm a retired public school teacher by choice, and when I taught, uh, taught kindergarten, I challenged my parents uh, every year at back-to-school night. I said, first of all, I only signed down to teach. Uh, it's your job to discipline your children, mm. Mm. and if you don't do your job, uh, I will, and I'm good, and um, <laughs> I did spank my own children at school. Uh, I didn't let the principal do it. I didn't want them afraid of the principal. I wanted them mm. you know, to respect me, but mm-hmm. uh, also I told parents, I said, listen, these are your children, mm-hmm. and, and this is since the 80s. You can no longer assume that public school has your children's best interests at heart. Mm. Um, sad to say, but it's true. And I said every year you need to go up to school just before school starts, check out the books and textbooks that your child will be using. You have yep. the right to do that. Right. And mm-hmm. find out what they're teaching your children. Come and if you on. have a problem, say something. And That's so our right. daughter, we had, to deal, we had to deal with this um, uh, meditation stuff. Mm-hmm. And we knew what it was, and even though I was in the system, uh, I said, I'll rock the boat because my child is more important than my job, and we had to stand up to teachers and principals on that, and uh, we would have pulled her out if, if things had not changed. But again, parents, teachers do not have a voice. We never have, but parents have a voice now, and if they don't use it, they're going to lose their children. mm
1: mm-hmm. Linda, look, I want to I want to squeeze in one more call. Thank you for saying what you just said. Thank you. I I think that there is a misunderstanding in our culture that parents believe that teachers have a voice because often what you hear is, well, we got Christian teachers in our schools.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, take it from Linda. But the Christian teachers don't have a voice. I have heard from the Christian teachers who don't have a voice.
0: Mm.
1: The parents have a voice. Yeah. So you got to use that voice. Let's try to squeeze in one more call, Will the Great.
0: All right, let's go to Jim in Texas. Hi, Jim.
3: Hey, not Jim, it's Tim.
0: Oh, Tim, I'm sorry.
3: I was just calling in about uh, the religious practice of a lot of people. They call in and they say that this is a uh, real—they fight for religious freedom, and they call this a Christian nation, but for some reason— you can't allow other religions to come in. If you say you're Christian, then that means you're Christ-like. So Christians are not a religious people. Christians are a people. That they just what they are. Christians, just like the Jews, were the Jews, where the Christians are the Christians. So if you're allowing others to come into your nation with their beliefs, and if they happen to take your children under their wing,
0: well, then you're shooting yourself in the foot.
1: Mm, I hear what you're saying, Tim. And that's a that's an interesting observation that you're making. there. I wish I had a little more time to unpack the distinction that you made between us having this new identity in Christ that we coming into the family of God. That's that's a good distinction. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing.
0: God bless.